0: Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on this Wednesday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Didn't get a chance to talk to him last week because he was on ESPN Radio in the mid of the, uh, well, I guess, the late afternoon slot. So welcome back to our guy, Freddie Coleman. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, ESPN Radio, weeknights 9 p.m., usually when he's not filling in on other day parts. Freddie, what's up?
1: <laughs> Everything's good, man. been all over the place, but it's been a good time having a chance to fill in on earlier shows, so no complaints at all.
0: Well, glad to hear it. Update you because uh, last you wanted to know on my basketball games and how I was shooting after my bad performance. I went for, uh, I don't know, 26 one week, and then I had uh, I had to, to work late, so I, I missed the first half of a couple of games but uh, played yeah. the second half. I got uh, 21 and then 15 uh-huh. in, in one half of action each.
1: Uh Uh-huh, see, uh, taking good shots, and when shots are wide open, you let it fly, huh? It works for you, doesn't it?
0: Just let let it fly as much as I can. That's all. I never met a three I didn't like, Freddie, I promise you that.
1: Put it this way, I never met a three that I didn't want to take. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey, let's talk a little bit about the Patriots here. Pat's getting ready for the Giants tomorrow in the preseason opener. All the reports out of New England is that the offense does not look good. At what point do we start getting concerned?
1: See, I don't know exactly what they're saying because the Patriots may say the offense doesn't look good to them, but they may have higher standards than everybody else. And I've always been a big believer that what we hear from a team is not necessarily the truth when it comes to the team. Because if you're the Patriots, they're very good at Jedi mind tricks. to kind of put people on a different kind of slant, a different kind of edge. So if this is going on in the regular season and we see the offense struggle by week three or week four, then I'm going to be concerned. But I, anytime you hear somebody say something or you see their lips moving, you don't know if they're telling the truth or they're lying, Brady, when it comes to training camp and what's going on and what may not be going
0: on. You know, Mac Jones reportedly has also struggled uh, this offseason. And the issue at hand is the offensive system. And it's interesting because two months ago, Mike Reese was on ESPN and said the Patriots were streamlining their offense. Mm-hmm. And now we're hearing it's a new offense so i'm confused what the hell is going on in general because if it's streamlining it should be easy for everybody to pick up i don't understand where new came from all of a sudden
1: and you know it goes back brady to what i just said in terms of the information the Patriots are putting out there they want people to digest that because you don't know exactly what's real and what's fake when it comes to the patriots they've never been the kind of team that does not have an idea what's going on and if something is not working that they don't have any ideas trying to fix it. So I guess I'm not concerned because they have not played a preseason game yet. They're going to do that on Thursday when they play the New York Giants. And even then, Brady, we don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like because what you see in preseason games aren't what's going on in practice and when they have the week when they play against the Carolina Panthers and have those kind of scrimmages. So it's one thing to see something there. That doesn't mean that that's going to be the case when the season rolls around. So I guess I'm the kind of person that whatever happens in training camp, they're going to put out information they want you to know. They're not going to let you know everything, especially when it comes to the Patriots.
0: How many wide receivers do you think you need to leave camp with on the active roster? And the reason why I ask is because I look at the Patriots depth chart and I see Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker. That's three. Tyquan Thornton, the second-round draft pick, reportedly is doing well. That would be four. Trey Nixon, a guy they drafted last year, is making some headway and probably will get a chance to play a lot in the preseason. That would be five. And then there's Nelson Aguilar, who is six. Do you potentially... Hunt, one of these young guys, red shirt to drafted player, or do you just try to trade Aguilar maybe here as we get closer to the season to a team like the Cowboys who needs wideouts?
1: I'm a big believer in modern football, Brady. You need at least six wide receivers because even if you dress four or five for a game, you want to have somebody that's going to practice with your team, whether it's scout team or they're part of the regular offense. So I've always been a firm believer in the last three to four years. With so much of an emphasis on the passing game, you can do different route combinations with wide receivers to put defenses on skates. I believe six has to be the optimal number. If you want to go with seven, that's fine. I think you try to go with four or five, you're really reducing your depth, especially when you need those kind of receivers that can make plays down the field and help out your quarterback and help out your offense. So I've never said, okay, keep only seven or six guys and maybe trade one, I think each and every game week you need at least six guys you can practice with to make your offense going to have that rhythm and have that kind of effect you're looking for on Sundays.
0: Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, with us on the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. We know that the Bills are the class of the division. The Dolphins, though, are getting a ton of hype, and the Dolphins only finished with one win less than the Patriots last year. Based on the people you talk to doing all these national shows, what are people feeling about the Dolphins, and how nervous should we be about them?
1: It's always about Tua Tagovailoa because I'm rooting for Tua Tagovailoa to play well, just to shut people up that don't <laughs> want him to succeed with the Miami Dolphins. Because I know Tua Tagovailoa suffers from two things: number one, he has not lived to the expectation the Dolphins had for him, and number two, that Justin Herbert guy that they could have drafted decided not to is going to continue to light up the Los Angeles Chargers. So he's going to suffer by those two comparisons when it comes to Tua Tungabailoa. And let's be honest, Brady, he doesn't have any excuses. They brought in Tyree Kill. They have Jalen Waddle. They have some dudes on the outside that he's got to get the ball to. And if he can't do that consistently, then Miami's going to be in the market for another quarterback next year. But I'm hoping he'll be able to make this work, Brady, because so many people inside and outside of Miami don't want Tua Tungabailoa to succeed. And when you have those kind of motivational factors, you can try to make that work if you're talking about Loa, lower. And there's been an edge to how, not so much how he's played in practice and during training camp, Brady, but what he's had to say. He is sick and tired of people banging on him and saying he's not going to succeed. That could be a really good thing for the Dolphins. And you mentioned, they only have one less game that they won the New England Patriots. It's not the Buffalo Bills ran away with that division either. So every, everybody knows Buffalo is going to be the classic AFC East that doesn't mean they're going to run away and hide from that division, in my opinion.
0: NFL announced this week they're going to emphasize illegal contact penalties. That sounds about like one of the worst things ever for the fan experience.
1: Yes, but the NFL knows that anytime you want to have offense, it's going to draw eyeballs. More people are going to bet on games. More fantasy football people are going to be involved. They know that offense is going to sell, and offense is going to draw eyeballs to their sport, and especially Go back to the playoff games we had last year, especially Kansas City versus Buffalo, 42-36. The New England Patriots saw that game as well and said, man, this is the kind of offense we need to have. And now the rules committee is going to make sure that offenses are not going to be hamstrung. They're not going to allow the defense with their hands on them. That'll be something early, Brady, where they'll establish what it's going to be. Then once everybody settles into it and that's what the rules are going to be enforced, then everything just goes away. But I hear it just saying, the last thing we need is to have officials having an impact on the game. But officials will always have an impact on the game because there's so many rules they got to try to worry about and decipher at a game that keeps getting faster and faster each and every year.
0: One thing on the NBA, uh, reports are back out again that Kevin Durant wants to play, maybe with the Celtics specifically. Before it was the Heat or the Suns, now it's the Celtics specifically. Reports are out he wants to play with Marcus Smart and doesn't want Marcus Smart to be part of a trade for him. How realistic now are you hearing and thinking Durant to Boston might be?
1: Is there such a thing as realistic when it comes to Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets? (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, Brady. Ever since June 30th, we heard so many realistic opportunities or realistic any kind of situations, whether it could be Miami, it could be Phoenix, it could be Brooklyn, him staying, it could be right now the Boston Celtics. It comes down to this unanswerable question, Brady. What does Kevin Durant want? Because every time we turn around, we're hearing something different regarding Kevin Durant. The one thing he really wants, in my opinion, he wants to have what LeBron James has, and that is when people are going to pay attention to LeBron James inside the Lakers organization. He wants to be heard and not tolerated, and the Brooklyn Nets have let him know, look, we'll pay attention, but we're going to make the best decisions in the interest of the Brooklyn Nets, and you're going to have to deal with that, especially when you got a four-year, $198 million extension coming your way. That's the one thing, in my opinion, that Kevin Durant wants. He wants the same thing that LeBron James has, and he believes he's earned that because you can make the argument that he's the best player in the NBA. Just because you want it doesn't mean that you should get it or doesn't mean that you deserve it or that you earned it, and that's where this conundrum is with the Brooklyn Nets trying to trade Kevin Durant. The price is going to be too high, and anywhere they trade him to, that team is going to be gutted. So if you decide to keep him, then you've got that potential distraction. That's going to be more and more and more because he's going to show his unhappiness on his face. That's the unanswerable question right now. What does Kevin Durant want? And that answer seems to change hour by hour, second by second, day by day.
0: i got to tell you, I'm pretty tired today, Freddie. I stayed up till 2.30 in the morning last night, watched every pitch of Mariners-Yankees ending in the uh, bottom of the 13th with the Mariners winning. That was good for me. I'm a Mariners fan. But that uh, was the best regular season game I've ever watched in my life, I think.
1: Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good for baseball that you as a young person that they need to really be a feeder system for their sport. was well, going to stay up and watch their team against the Yankees team that many people can get to the World Series. But if you really want to get some sleep, do yourself a favor, Brady. Watch my New York Mets. They beat up on people. They don't allow many runs. They <laughs> score a lot of runs. And you're in bed by 1030. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go, Freddie. We appreciate you. Hey, we'll talk next week, and we'll have a uh, Patriots preseason game in the books.
1: Always a pleasure, Brady. You take care and see you in seven days.